grab your big book, your pen, your highlighter, and notepad and get ready to hear and apply some of the solution from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous through the experience, strength, and hope of Nikki M. To have a question addressed in a future episode of Noodle It Out with Nikki, please send an email to noodlewithnikki at gmail.com and Nikki is spelled with two Ks. To get a more interactive experience with Nikki as she noodles out life and recovery questions using the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, you can get a link to her weekly Noodle It Out with Nikki meeting held live on Zoom every Monday morning at 9 o'clock Eastern Time. The information to that meeting is in the show notes of this podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to all. My name is Justin B., and I am a son of an all-powerful and all-loving God and a qualifying addict of multiple fellowships living in the miracle of recovery, and I am here with the intelligent agent, spearhead of God's ever-advancing creation, and my co-host, Nikki M. Nikki, please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you're doing in your recovery life right now. Hi, everybody, and thank you, Justin. I'm just so grateful that you spearhead this RICO 12 family. I'm Nikki M., and I'm a grateful member of this beautiful fellowship and program. And um, what do I do in my, well, you know, I was just, I was just, I don't want to say a month off. I never take a day off, but I was busy serving my boyfriend in his country and his land. And, and I've, when I came back instantly Friday night, my sponsor picked me up Saturday and we went out to do a roundup, a cocaine anonymous roundup. We cooked the dinner. We have a little cooking crew that we do for recovery things. And and I cooked all day, cleaned in the kitchen, and it was it was an amazing day of of twelve step recovery and fellowship. And yesterday, I see where religious people are right. I like to do coffee service, and to you know today's Monday. We have noodle. I've got phone calls booked because I'm back and I have access to my phone, which is a blessing. But as you know, can be problematic because it never stops when I'm on this side of the pond. So I just I'm just grateful because it does say sometimes we relax and take it easy. You know, and we have to serve our family too. And, you know, my boyfriend has become part of my family. So I can't, you know, I, what's my priority? We practice these principles in all our affairs. So a little bit of this and a whole lot of that is what I'm doing in my recovery. <laughs> Love it. And thanks for doing a little bit of this and a whole lot of that. Your your service is well appreciated by many. All right. Um, really quick, if, if you out there in the listening audience want to know more about RICO 12 and what we're doing in all sorts of different ways, check out the show notes of the podcast. Go to look at RICO12.com. If you want to be a spearhead and support these things, you can uh, support us through donations. All that information will be in the links there. Really appreciate all of that. It's helping work. Well, it's helping me uh, work my 12th step and helping us work our 12th step. And you can work your own 12th step by sharing and giving back. Awesome. All right. Let's jump into what Noodle It Out with Nikki M is. This is an exercise and deep dive into finding solutions to questions, issues, and things we encounter in everyday life, not only in recovery, but in everyday life. But we're able to find those solutions in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, I will bring a couple of questions, one or two from my own life, from the lives of people we work with in recovery, from the listening audience to the big book. So if you're out there and you have a question that you'd like to pose to Nikki, please send an email to noodlewithnikki at gmail.com and Nikki spelled with two Ks. And we'll get to those questions as, as we go along in these in these episodes. So everybody get your big book out, get ready to run around in it and make some notes because we've got some good stuff going on here. Uh, Nikki, I'm going to jump into an, another, you know, this last episode we recorded was a pretty heavy question. This one's pretty heavy too. And I want to uh, get into this. All right. 
I'm married and have been cheating on my wife. I cannot stop thinking about my mistress. I've worked the steps and the obsession has still not been removed. Do I tell my wife what is happening? If I do, she will leave me and will take the kids. So, Nikki, what are your thoughts on this? Yep. This is, it's all, I mean, this is always so, we're dealing with serious matters is what the book says. So let's just start there. So I'm going to go to page 102. It says, is it helpful? See, my job is to be of maximum helpfulness. Step nine, exact instructions on page 50. I think it's 59 is the steps, uh, step nine. I make direct amends to such people, that includes my wife, wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Now, I'm a woman. And I want details. <laughs> when my I want to know what she smelled like, what she looked like. I want details. Is it helpful? Because I'm untreated Al-Anon, isn't it? Like, think about this too. It's a family disease, alcoholism, sex addiction. If, if she's not in a program, any life run on self-will can hardly be a success. How's wife going to react, right? I mean, these are some things we got to start arming ourselves with the facts. Then it goes to... I want to take us all to page 81. It says, whatever the situation, we usually have to do something about it. Remember, we, we agreed at the beginning we would go to any lengths to get recovery. So if we are sure our wife doesn't know, should we tell her? Not always, we think. If she knows in a general way that we have been wild, should we tell her in detail? Undoubtedly, we should admit our own faults. Now, it's a moral inventory. Wife, I've been selfish. I've been self-seeking. Moral inventory. Doesn't say action inventory. I've been dishonest. I've been jealous. You know, well, there's my moral inventory. I mean, you can, you know, it's like, I've been greedy. I've been hateful. I've been a sloth in our marriage, honey. These are things I can tell her, but should we, undoubtedly, we should admit our faults. My, these are my faults, not my, these are my faults. She may insist on knowing all the particulars. She'll want to know who the woman is. That's me. I have a program, Justin, but if I don't have a program as an untreated Al-Anon, I've been untreated Al-Anon. Those are not, it's a nightmare. It's a tornado, a tornado on page 82. And it says, we feel we ought to say that we have no right to involve another person because let's go and roll our eyes over to page 80. See, it says, before taking drastic action, above that I have amends, which might implicate other people. I'm not having sex with myself. I'm not cheating. I'm having it with another person, other people. I have to secure their consent, line out, get permission. That's what the book says. I got to get permission. Are, are, are you? Have you met some of these people who know the... I, you're one of, you know, the internet. I don't even know how to Google some things. Like these people can find out my blood type. They can find out how many boogers I have in my nose. This is, I mean, you can get details from the past, Justin, on the internet. This is crazy. And if you're like some of the women I know, it's like, are you a private investigator? Who are you? <laughs> we get nuts driven by a hundred forms. That's what the book says. So we're on page 80 right now. If we have obtained permission, did you get a yes? Have you consulted others? 
line out. That's the properly appointed authority. Remember, we must go to the properly appointed authority. The book talks about this on page 74. It says, we'll want to go to the properly appointed authority whose duty it is to receive it. Now, I can receive your moral inventory. I'm a sponsor. Moral. Right? And then it says, then it says, You've consulted, so you've talked it over. I've shared my experience, strength, and hope. Maybe you want to get a few people's, uh, you know, you know, points of view, other men who've been through this, what's been helpful. These people here are saying, uh, not always. We have no right to involve another person. And we are sorry for what we have done. God willing, it will not be repeated. That's, remember, page 83. Our behavior will convince them more than our stupid, lame-ass words. This is serious. Because it also talks about on page, uh, I think it's 78 or 79, it says, although these reparations take innumerable forms, innumerable means too many ways to count. I'm sorry, I cheated on you. I mean, that kid, that's, there's some things that I don't know. Is it helpful? Is that helpful or is that going to, that's going to injure me. That's going to injure me to know what my husband did, I'm 50, Justin, did with some 28-year-old secretary on a day he had a blackout of consciousness. This gets really crazy, right? So, uh, so ask God. I have to get into deep prayer with God. I have to ask the spiritual principles. I have to get humble. I have to, is this respectful to tell my wife this? Is this trusting God? Is this filled with contentment and gratitude? Is this unselfish? Or am I trying to get things off my chest? You know, it's like, is this helpful to others? Because it says, rarely have we seen a person fail who thoroughly follows our past. This is radical honesty. But it also says on page 70 that we throw ourselves harder into helping other people. If sex is troublesome, this guy has a sex problem. So you better throw yourself, you better go get another sponsee. Better throw yourself harder into helping others. Because this is really serious. Is it being accepting and tolerant? Are you forgiving yourself and others? Are you being active, patient, innumerable form? Because it says very clearly on page, I think it's page 83, Justin. Let me look here. Right here. Yes, there is a long period of reconstruction ahead. And this person must take the lead. A remorseful, a remorseful mumbling that we are sorry won't fit the bill at all. At all. The spiritual life is not a theory. Live it. See, they will change in time. Our behavior will convince them more than our words. We must remember that 10 or 20 years of addiction, drunkenness makes a skeptic. Who's your skeptic? Your wife. Put her name down there. And here it is right here. I love this line. Page 83, everybody. There are some wrongs we can never fully write. Justin, you can't write some wrongs to your beautiful wife. You can't write some wrongs to your children. I threw my kids away in my, for, my, for my drug of non-choice, for my active addiction. There are some rights I can never fully write. And here it is. I circled this and highlighted it, squared it, started. Don't worry, Nikki about them. What's them? My wrongs, I can never fully write. If I can honestly say to myself, to ourselves, that I would write them if I could. You see that right there, Justin? Is if I can write them if I could, that's 
I can honestly say, no, my creator does not want me, page 86, drifting into morbid reflection. I have to suit up and show up. This guy needs to suit up because if he really takes a sincere position, all sorts of remarkable things will happen. Like he'll be able to stop seeing his mistress. This goes deep. You got to want it enough. Page 12, everybody. Ooh, I'm shaking. I'm getting on fire here, Justin, because this is where I want to shove this line up where the sun don't shine. Okay. Nikki, calm down. Page 12. Thus was I convinced that God, this power, these spiritual principles are concerned with me, Nikki, are concerned with us, my fellowship, my friend who's struggling in this question, with us humans when we want God enough. How much do you want God? How much do you want this power? Do you want, because I can get some vulgar talk in here, do you want women? You know where I'll go with this. Do you want those things more than you want God? Because I wanted men and money more than I wanted God. And it destroyed my family. Thoughts? Yeah, yeah. And and man, you wrapped it up really strong there, but I'm going to jump back into the middle of it because I myself, I'm a sex addict. I'm a sex addict in recovery. But a lot of the things that you shared there early on, the 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 addict in me was like, sweet, she's given me permission to not continue to not tell my wife. She's giving me permission to continue with this obsession with my mistress or whatever it is that I'm chasing here. Um and 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 not divulge things. Now, one of the uh three core principles, the essentials of of recovery is honesty, rigorous honesty. So how, Nikki, how do I, how do I justify is not the right word, but how do I mix rigorous honesty in there with um, not uh, causing harm to others? You know, how how do I mix that in there? And, you know, in this question says the obsession has still not been removed. I can't stop thinking about her. And this guy, this person is likely still cheating on his wife, even in working after working the steps. So what are your thoughts on that? How how can that justification from the addict's mind be removed and made so, hey, it's not okay that you're doing this. Stop. <laughs> oh, well, number one, you don't want it enough. You don't want that. You don't want it enough. I can't work with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Go suffer more. Go lose your wife and let me know how that works out for you because page 28 tells me right here as a sponsor, you know, I have to have the I have to, in our turn, we saw the same escape with all the desperation of a drowning man. You're not drowning. You still want this. So you're not desperate enough. You want this mistress. So you're lying to yourself and let me know how that works out for you. Now, I'm not giving you permission. I said, is it helpful? You just said, you're going to lose your entire family. Is that helpful? Because it says innumerable forms. Well, everybody's in the room saying, I don't write or let her go sit down and be honest. Um, that's not what I read in the book to you just now, is it? Is that what we just read? What repeat back, and then I'm gonna circle back. What did we really read in the book? Because you're driven by delusion. You can't differentiate the doctor's opinion. You're not able to differentiate between the true and the false. We just read right here that are we sure if your wife doesn't, should we tell her? It says. Not always we think if she knows what in a general way that you're a selfish prick. Full stop. 
That's all. How do you change your behavior? You are going to show up all the time. She's going to know your password. You're going to put your phone out and never hide it. Whatever it looks like for her, you're going to be on her 24-7. Whatever she says and she needs, you're going to ask her. I have not shown up, honey. What can I do to make what can I do to make this better for you? That's a better question. What can I do to so you go? That's what I'm gonna as you're asking me. You've consulted with others. You better go ask God if this is the right thing to do. Is this gonna is this gonna injure your wife? She's untreated. You said she just came out of the institution. She's on Prozac. She sleeps all day. She wants to go to that ayahuasca farm. She's throwing, you know what I, you know what I mean? She just told me she spent twenty thousand dollars at Nordstrom's. So is this going to be helpful to tell her that you're still having an, I, I don't, uh, your change behavior will convince them more. There's going to be time for that because you're going to later, page 160 says, we have a meeting once a week to be attended by anyone and everyone seeking a spiritual way of life. You're going to invite your wife to come to these meetings. You're going to ask her to read the book. You're going to tell her about your moral inventory if it's helpful. Moral inventory. It doesn't say actions, everybody. Why did you do these things, honey? Because I'm selfish and self-seeking because I don't know how to be, what were you, what didn't you lie about? I, I didn't, I lied because I said at our vows that I would love you in sickness and in health. And you've been sick mentally out of your mind because I'm not even calling you back when you've been blowing up my phone. Why do you have to know that how deep he was diving into another woman. I don't know if that's helpful. That's my experience, strength, and hope too. If you have something else, write us in to noodle it out. But, you know, go to the properly appointed authority too. Go to your doctor. Go to, I, 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 there's a lot of people that you can have experience with. Find another man in the program and let it, and ask him, how did it work out when you told your wife? Sometimes these things do work out. Sometimes they don't. I, right? Because it says yeah. personal stories, Justin, personal yeah, I think it is a case by case basis. Um, you know, in in my fellowship, many people uh, feel the the almost requirement to do like a full therapeutic disclosure with their spouse on everything that they've ever done, and and I struggle with that. I see value in it in some cases, but I also struggle with that because I do find honesty being to be uh, vital, but. You, you're making a very good point on, the, is this helpful? Is this going to cause more damage than good? Um, um, and I know of many um, whose spouse is is not an untreated Al-Anon. They are treated. And I'm going to speak for myself here. My wife is a treated Al-Anon and has been treated for eight years longer than I've been treated in my own addiction. And she did not demand a full disclosure from me because she was healthy she was working the steps and she and she said, you know what? I'm good. You're changing your behaviors. I'm changing my behaviors. We're walking this path and we're moving forward. And uh, and that's been a really big blessing in my life. Now, I can't dictate to anybody else how or what they do, but you're you're making a really good presentation here on on this. Um, I I was gonna thinking it was going to go in a different direction, honestly, when we started this, that, Hey, honesty, you got to be honest and go to, we, we agreed we would go to any lengths. And if that means you lose everything, that means you lose everything. What are your, any feedback on that? Well, I heard a promise come true for you though. It's like, it says we will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. See this design for living in God's little plan, big plans and designs. God had it all laid out for you and even your wife in recovery. 
but you know, it's, it, this is, this is like, these are all so individual. Uh, I, I think that again, it says if we're painstaking about this phase, we'll be amazed before we're halfway through painstaking, you know, and, and if we're not painstaking, half measures avail us nothing, Justin, page 59. And that doesn't mean we do it perfectly. You know, it does require radical honesty, but my daughter's 31 and I get radically honest with her, but am I going to tell her the details? I don't know how helpful that is that she needs to know how her mom truly the dark, it's the dark crannies of my past. It says, it says I tell to somebody who will be spiritually fit yet unaffected. Isn't that what it says on step five when we're working our, when it, I mean, oh, Nikki, that's for my sponsor who I'm telling. I, I Let's go a little deeper one second. It says, it says on, on page, oh, let me see where this is. I think it's page 74, 75. This is perhaps difficult discussing our defects with another person. Line out. Not if I choose the right person. See, if I skip this, and it says write another person. It doesn't say wife, husband, sponsor. I have to pick another person. It says, you know, further down on page 74, it says such parts of our story we tell to someone who will understand. Your wife understood she has a program. And yet be unaffected, line out, spiritually fit. I tell my mom a lot of stuff, Justin. My mom can hear me probably. And, you know, she's got a trainer downstairs. Thank God my mom's doing the work too in her own way. But I'm not going to tell my mom something. She's not spiritually fit. She comes on noodle. She has her own life, but she doesn't work a 12-step program. I'm not quite sure she needs to know all that. Understand yet be spiritually unaffected. Yet be unaffected. I have to be spiritually fit. The rule is we must be hard on ourselves. But always considerate of others. Further down on page 74, it says, we talk to the right person, line out. The right person is somebody who is spiritually fit, who will understand, who is unaffected, who is the properly appointed authority. Up a little further up on the page, it says, a closed mouth understanding friend. It's important that they be able to keep a confidence. You know, if your wife is going to tr- go and tell your mother and then now she's hysterical and now she's gone to your boss because you're sleeping with a secretary, you're going to lose your job, not just your family too. You won't be able to pay child support, sir. Because I like to sleep with the wrong people in my addiction. And if, and if, if it's not, if I'm not telling, keeping a confidence, I'm losing my job. This person's losing their job. Remember, we have to obtain permission. This is radical. There's so many there's so many steps in here. Everyone takes one direction. Write a letter. Get honest and just picks out one thing. There's a whole it's the karate kid scene again. Wax on, wax off. You know, up and down, in and out, do 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 and then all of a sudden you throw the crane move in and you're ready for the competition. It's not just one wax on. It's not just one line because you got to that it says keep a comment and that they will understand and approve what we're driving at. You understand, because this is really ra- radical. Like we're engaged on a life and death errand, says page seventy-five. We are engaged upon a life and death errand. 
it's a heavy topic, but you guys, with God, all things are powerful. We just heard Justin's experience, strength, and hope. It's been the same with mine. I mean, I there's some things, and how my behavior has convinced them more. My original sponsor took me through the 12 steps. It's a pay-it-forward program. See, that's why I sponsor men. I can't run to all the men that I've abused and used, hurt and destroyed, but I can sponsor a man. I can help someone else's son. I can save someone's husband because you know what I've done with other people's husbands. Like, let's not get into that today. It's not a searching a fearless moral inventory of Nikki. It's I'm trapped. I want to die. No, that's not. I've cheated on my wife. Well, which means you're trapped. And I, and the obsession of the mind, four obsessions. Let's end here too, Justin. I'm obsessed about her, Nikki, four obsessions that have changed my life. Number one obsession, the obsession of gratitude, page 119. I pause and I count my blessings. Line out. I obsess about my blessings. Obsession number two, I help others wanting nothing in return. Page 102, my job is to help others. Page 77, my my purpose is to fit myself to be of maximum um, or to my purpose is to serve God and God's people, fit myself. And the third and fourth obsession is love and tolerance. Love which is practicing the principles of this program and tolerance. That's our code, page 84. So the four, just don't obsess about her. Don't obsess about the money, the drink, the drugs, your government, Nikki, the, the, the price of food. Obsess about, thank you, God, gratitude. How can I serve thee? Thy will be done. Love, tolerance. Boop, boop, be doo I think that wraps it up really strong, Nikki. I don't think I need to add to it. Um, but I do. Um, everything that you've shared, Nikki, um, has been very powerful and has and has been mind shifting, perception shifting for me. I appreciate that. But I also want to reiterate to everybody out there, this is not giving anyone an excuse to continue acting in a way that harms others, whether they're aware of it or not because uh, it's harmful to do those things. Stop. Our actions speak way louder than our words. And as, and, as, uh, and as we've learned here, when those actions change, everything else changes and we um, are become a new person. We are reborn. Die to the old self. Anyways, everybody, this is such an amazing stuff. Keep coming back. Keep coming back to this and keep Pressing forward each day is a day that we must carry these things into all of our lives, into all things that we do. And uh, keep coming back. It works when I work it. So work it. You are worth it. 